Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And we are here today with a very special guest who always raises our vibration and truly assists us on our ascension path. She is a tireless contributor and an extraordinary channel who brings in beings from the higher realms who are here to assist us. Judy Callie is here to say that our mastery is making the choice to be in the sacred heart, no matter what, more than half of the time. She also says that we are here and recognizing that we are one with everything. When we do that, we truly stand in our power and our mastery. Judy is here today with an incredible activation of the golden seed of creation. Let's welcome back Judy Callie to Quantum Conversations. Hello, beloved goddess Judy. Welcome back. <laughs> Hi. I am really happy to be here today. And it's, it is such a joy because I've waited my whole life to share what we're going to share today. You've waited your whole life for this. That says yes. volumes. We have really been doing the work in the past few years. You, again, have been yes. on a tireless mission to assist everyone. Judy Kelly, if you've never had the experience of a personal session with Judy Kelly, you are in for an amazing, beautiful gift. She gets to the core wound and she really assists us so that we can actually springboard into our next level of greatness. So, Judy, my goodness, this is something we've been waiting for. Give us an overview that tells us now we are ready. Well, first of all, I want to first of all take a moment and I want to acknowledge each one of you as a, as a light creator, as Mother Mary calls us. 
And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you have been also tirelessly honoring your clarion call. You've stepped over pain. You've stepped over struggling. You've stepped over fear. You've allowed yourself to assist until you're blue in the face. You have spent night after night after night sweating and not being able to sleep and trying to figure out what's going on because the medical community has very little clues as to what we're going through. And I just want to say to each of you, if I was standing in front of you, we would hug heart to heart. And I would just put as much love into that hug as I possibly could to somehow give you a sense of appreciation for everything you've been through to bring you to this moment. So I first of all want to thank you. And the second thing is what I've been going through has been quite an experience. And other than some really old old manuscripts and, and really, really old information, I have not heard of anybody talking about when their I am presence comes into their body or when their ascended master self comes into their body or if they are aware of releasing their deepest core pain and fear. And I've experienced it all in the last four weeks. So I want to share with you a little bit about what I've been going through because everybody's different and everybody will have their own experience with it. But what I'm so excited about is for every person that's on this call, you know, my guides told me many, many years ago that 10% of the population are the leaders here to lead the way. And about two years ago, my guide said to me, Loren and I had a call coming up, and I had to laugh because it was Buckminster Fuller and it was – Caesar, Julius Caesar, who came and gave messages. And what I found interesting about that call is about a week before, my guides came to me and said, you're now working with the 1% of the 10% of the population of the leaders. And so I knew that every person on that call was the ones that were more the elder ascended masters. And then my guides came to me about six months ago and said, now you're working with half of that 1%. So if you're on the call, you're being called because you're ready. And it doesn't mean that the others are less effective. It just means we each need to honor in our own divine timing how we are being guided based on the gift of our heart we're here to give, based on the consciousness of the planet, And based on the agreements that we wanted to experience in this lifetime. So let's start with just a few basics so everybody's on the same page. First of all, we're living all our lives now. There's no past, there's no future. And we're also, we haven't even created tomorrow yet. So as much as you can, live in the present moment and be happy now. If you forget about that, watch the children, watch the puppies, watch the kittens. They come from divinity, and they're fresh, and they remember, and they love everything. And that's how we all were. And then we got talked out of it. 
by our parents and by our families and the school systems and the media and the churches and on and on and on. And now we're coming back into expanding and coming into a really deep place of coming home and living authentically and truthfully for us. And the shift of the ages started about 80 years ago, but it culminated on December 21st, 2012. And we shifted from third to fourth, where we just reached the fifth dimension tipping point. So I just want to give you each a big hug and say thank you for everything that you've contributed, even the ways in which you have no clue you have contributed to assist every being in the world. Even if it's just you smile at somebody one day and that person smiles to the next person and then the next person hugs the next person and the next person pets and loves their dog and the dog shares that love with the dogs at the dog park and then gives more and more love to other people and it goes on and on and on. So you really just need to know that the vibration of who you are touches every being in the planet on some way, somehow. And this came from when I was seven years old. And Ernest Holmes taught me, who started the Church of Religious Science, Science Mind. And Ernest said to me, Judy, every thought you think, every feeling that you have, every every choice that you make, and thought, feeling, choice, and speak, lives through infinity and affects every form of life. So he said, choose wisely the imprint that you leave. And he said, you can either create a garden in your mind or you can create a weed patch. And he said, our current society creates 10 weeds to every flower. So he said, you really need to mindfully be clear about what you're choosing to put in the garden of your mind because that's what you're sharing with the world. And I remember at seven years old, taking in everything he was saying to me, I also recognized that this was a gentleman that if you're blessed, you may meet a handful of people that make a significant impact in your life. And for me, Ernest was one of those people. And I still carry him in my heart. And I still remember the things he shared with me. And he passed when I was 13. I was part of the first youth group Church of Religious Science ever had in Los Angeles, California, and I lived in the San Fernando Valley. So my first understanding is what's valuable today. As you step into your mastery, you need to mindfully choose how you're using your energy. You can no longer be an automatic pilot. You can no longer do same-o, same-o. You can no longer rattle off prayers or rattle off comments to people, and it's just what you normally would say. That's all third dimension. And my suggestion to my clients is to pause. Pause before you speak. Pause before you think. Pause before you take action. Pause before you feel. And ask yourself, am I standing in the integrity of the new earth me? Am I honoring myself as a light creator? 
or am I going back into the energy of third dimension and I'm absolutely recreating more fear, pain, and suffering? It's a conscious choice we each need to make each moment of each day. And what you may not recognize is every thought you think you've created something. Every feeling you've had, you've created something. So you really need to take responsibility. And I remember when I got it clear from Ernest that we are 100% responsible for our lives. And I remember listening to Terry Cole Whitaker, one of my favorites, in the 1980s. And she said, and I'm paraphrasing, when I went to a church of religious science class and I found out that we were responsible for our own lives, she said, I cried for two or three days <laughs> because I could no longer blame my parents or blame my ex-husband or blame this person or that person. She said, I had to really sit and own up to everything I had in my life and everything I was experiencing, I had created. Now, see, for me, I looked at it just the opposite. To me, it was, wow. I have complete freedom to choose whatever I want to choose. That's how I took it as a child. And that stayed in my heart. So we each kind of accept that in a different way. But let me talk about the energy that we are giving out. Because some of us are not even realizing that we are polluting the planet and polluting hearts, and polluting our experiences by automatronly repeating things we've always said. And one of the things I've noticed is when I was a teenager, I started really seeing the energy behind words that people use. And when people use unloving words, I would see daggers go into the person's heart. They're literally piercing their heart with arrows of pain. So when somebody calls somebody stupid, you're giving them arrows of pain. When you put them down, you're hurting them. When you use four-letter words, you're carrying all the anger that that word has ever had attached to it, and you're directing it to that person's heart. And there are some words that have gotten to the point that there is not a movie, a conversation, or something most of the time that you're listening to that everybody's not repeating these words. Well, that's, that is brainwashing and programming big time. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to step into your master self, you can't have a potty mouth. You can't be swearing and being angry at people and telling them off and blowing this off and, and being cruel here. You're sending harm out. And for most of you, when we've done sessions, and I'll ask you, have you noticed since you were a kid that your intention was not to do harm? Almost every single one of you have said, yes, I did realize that even as a kid. And then I work with people all over the world, and I hear them in the conversations, and they're using this word and that word, and they're repeating this and they're repeating that. And I'm thinking, 
that somewhere along the line, they have not recognized that they are harming every single time they use those words. Every single time that you direct something unkind or unloving to another person, you are harming them. And that's the exact opposite of what we agreed to do here. So I ask you to sit down very quietly and really ask yourself, in what ways am I creating more pollution? In what ways am I causing harm to others? And I mean, I see it on Facebook. I see it on the emails that are sent, and people will use these four-letter words very casually. And what they're not recognizing, you know, I hate this, that's a really harsh word to use. That is a really harsh word. Or this person is ugly. This is just really, really harsh language. And so I ask you to really start noticing the energy behind the imprint that you're giving out. And I remember my father sitting me down when I was a teenager. And I never in all the years until my father passed in his early 70s, I never heard my father say one four-letter word my entire life. I heard my father say feathers a few times. But he (laughs) sat me down when I was a teenager. And he said, Judy... He said, you're going to, when you're out in society, you're going to notice that each person makes a decision. And by their language, you can tell what that decision is. They're either going to dumb themselves down to try to fit in with people that may or may not have an education or integrity or class or a loving heart. And they don't want to be different, so they kind of do what everybody else is doing. But most of the time, it isn't, it isn't benefiting anybody. Or they rise to the occasion, live the intelligence that they are, show the heart that they have, and they live by the integrity of leaving things more beautiful than when they walked in the door. He said, that's a responsibility you have. So when you speak and when you talk to people, he said, don't use foul language. He said, it just shows your ignorance. And don't be demeaning. Don't use demeaning words. It's below the intelligence and the integrity of who you are. So be really clear because it will affect jobs you have, relationships that you have, people in your inner circle, opportunities that are presented to you. And I learned that also from Ernest. He said, nobody wants to be around an unhappy, angry, depressed person. He said, it doesn't feel good. He said, I'm not suggesting that you run around and be happy all the time. He said, we have all the emotions. But he said, be cognizant of the choices that you're making because they affect everything. So I'm suggesting to you to start noticing when you take action, when you have feelings, when you say things, when you think things. Ask yourself, is this the image 
and the authentic me that I choose to present? Am I being as true and honest to myself as I possibly can? Am I giving from the truth of me what is truthful or am I hiding, trying to not appear as though I know the answer or appear different or stand out? And I understand in the past we've been hesitant to go out there because of being tortured and abused in third dimension when we were coming from the 8th, ninth, and 10th from Atlantis and Lemuria. And we were tortured and abused extensively for our power. And then we went through the veil of forgetting. And then we came into this life, and we didn't remember being tortured and abused usually. But what we did remember was this overwhelming feeling of, I don't want to be out there. I don't want to be front and center. I want to stay in the background. Well, that's where it came from. But because we were going from love down to fear, and now we're going from fear back up into love, we were being celebrated for our power, not harmed. So you can let the fear go. And the other area that I really would like to present is the the idea of protection. I hear people constantly talk about, I have to protect myself. Well, in third dimension, you have others. That's what we're taught. We have guides and angels out here, and you have others, and we're taught by all these people we talked about earlier that you somehow see other people as as enemies and people you have to be cautious about. And in general, I think most people will tell you most people are loving people and are kind, and they will assist you. You have a few that are not really at that place in their life. But underneath it all, we're all golden beings of light just playing roles on this planet. So when you start to look at every being as a golden being of light, you begin to see the truth of who they really are. And you stop judging and criticizing and you recognize it's the role they're playing. So when you stand in your fifth dimensional self and Archangel Michael presented this to me in 2007 when he removed my breastplate. And he said, Judy, with your permission, we're going to remove every form of protection you've ever felt the need to use in third dimension. And I saw tools and instruments and things. I don't even know what they are. I remember seeing these little tiny round discs that had little blades on them. I've never seen anything like it, but I remember seeing it as it was coming out of my body. I had every kind of knife and the thing you could imagine. And he said, as you step into the sacred heart, as you step into your mastery, as you step into love being the predominant basis of your life, you have no need for protection because your frequency and the vibration of who you are will not attract it. So when I do prayers and when I'm sharing and doing these things, I don't ask for protection. I don't call protection in. I don't come from the place that I'm going to be harmed. So that's another area that we need to really make a big shift. And we need to recognize that everything you're creating out here in your world is created by how much you're loving yourself inside your own heart. And if there's anything out here in your life that you're not happy with, then look inside your heart for the part of you that you're not loving. And love that part of you. 
and then you will see a change in the outside world. It isn't about changing the people in the outside world. That doesn't work. <laughs> as much as we'd like to think it does. <laughs> so you really want to recognize that the healing, if we want to call it healing, really none of us need healing. We just need to love ourselves. But when you want to come back home into who you are, you need to understand that you are the gift. You are pure divinity. You are God, goddess, source, all that is. And so is each other part of divinity. So those are the two areas that I predominantly see a lot of people still participating in that makes a huge difference in you being able to stand in your heart and have a love-based life more than 51% of the time. And that's what's required to be an ascended master. That's what's requiring to step into your fifth-dimensional self. You can only step into fifth dimension through your sacred heart. And you communicate with people sacred heart to sacred heart. And when you meet them, you see all the lives they're living you see everything they're thinking and everything they're feeling. There's no secrets. So that's why in the top of the planet everything looks so nuts at this time because the light that we're living with right now is the brightest light since Atlantis and Lemuria. And it's going down into the pit where our deepest core pain and deepest core fear was first created. And we're clearing that now. And so is humanity and the planet. So that's why it all looks so nuts. And celebrate it because it means that we're still not, we're now starting to really look at and recognize with clean, clear eyes. Wow, I used to think this and now I'm stepping more into being evolved and I'm beginning to recognize that that doesn't work for me at all anymore. I'm choosing this now. And we are not the same beings in the morning as we are in the afternoon. We are changing that fast. So start living as though today is the beginning of your new life, because it is. And stop dragging stuff from the past into the present. Your third dimensional self has been dying the last five or six years, and you've been outgrowing everything. And so the reason it's important is because if you keep identifying with issues that you had in third dimension, then you just bring them into fifth. And then you sit here and you try to step into your fifth dimensional self and you can't figure out why you're not stepping into your fifth dimensional self. Well, it's because you're dragging your third dimensional self with you. <laughs> Almost like a little security blanket, right? They're showing me kids with a thumb in their mouth dragging their little security blanket. So I will tell you what Jesus said to me several years ago. He said, those of you that are the leaders here to lead the way, he said, you're much more comfortable in the unknown than the known. Because in the known, you've done all that. In the unknown is where all the imagination and creativity is. And you thrive on being creative. So look at stepping into what we call the unknown as an adventure and a joy. Don't look at it as something to dread, is my suggestion to you. So yes, what I started to it's true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I didn't want to interject there, Judy. No, that's great. I, I love the feedback. <laughs> so 
what I started experiencing. I started experiencing really deep fatigue. And I've experienced this before. I was downloaded for 11 months where I slept 22 hours a day. And so I experienced deep downloading when I lived in Connecticut, which was like in 2003. And so I, you know, I know when I'm being downloaded and activated and initiated, a lot of times I personally process through sleep. But what I noticed this time was I went through a period of several months where I just was under the weather. You know, I just was under the weather. Uh, Things hurt. My throat was bothering me. My pain's all over the place, all of this kind of stuff. And I was guided one day when I was working with a client, and I have to say I have the best clients in the world. I am so blessed because every single time I get on the phone with one of you, my heart's glowing. It feels like your heart's glowing. And we're old family week, and we come back and we support and nurture each other. And it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, it's a really beautiful thing to connect to another sacred heart. And so I started with this client where her guide said to me, you need to take her into the golden seat of creation. This was last fall. I want to say like in October, I guess, sometime in last fall. And I noticed that her guide said to me, you're already living there. And I said, okay. So I knew exactly how to take her into the golden seat of creation. And when I did, she and I were on the phone for 15 minutes and not one of us said one word. I could hear her breathing. She could hear me breathing and we were in bliss. And then all of a sudden I said to her, we need to rest. And she said yes. And we both hung up and I went to sleep and she went to sleep. And she finally emailed me a couple days later and she said, I was in my car when I was going through this. And she said, I realized when I went to start driving, oh, no, you're not going anywhere. You really need to sit here and ground because I was everywhere. I was everything. She said it was the most amazing experience of my life. And so then I was guided with a handful of people to download the golden seed of creation in them that I was guided were ready for whatever that was. I didn't know it would lead to what it led to. So today we're going to offer to you and activating your golden seed of creation. And I'm going to do it more towards the end of the call. And I suggest if those of you that are driving, please be responsible and recognize that this is deep work. And please stay on the side of the road and get out and walk on grass or give yourself a chance to breathe and come back into your body. I don't want anybody to get hurt. So it's it's a really deep process. So anyway, I started going through this, and then I was guided to take the whole month of January off. I didn't know why. I knew I was fatigued and weary. But I just was guided to take off the month of January. And I ended up taking off two and a half weeks of that four weeks. And I slept in bed most of the time. And from the first time I started sitting in bed and laying in bed, I could barely get up. I just was really needing to deeply, deeply, deeply rest. And I didn't quite recognize, other than this was a continuation of what I'd been feeling on and off, for about six months. 
And I had parts of my body hurting, and it would change. It would be my lower back, and I went through my lower back bothering me for about three months. Right now, my knees are stiff. I, I can walk like a little peg leg as my body's processing. So I had different physical symptoms. But what I've also noticed is the last six to seven, eight, nine months, we've been releasing from time and space. So I have no relationship to time. And I can't tell if I've talked to somebody for 10 minutes or three hours. I have no concept anymore. And I don't seem to have a concept of space. I almost walked into a wall, and I got about a foot from the wall, and I noticed that I was in my head, not my heart. And the moment I got into my heart, I looked at the wall, and I was not attached to it at all. I couldn't have cared less if it was a foot or three feet. I just course corrected and walked the other direction. So what I became aware of was I needed to pay more attention to being grounded. And I needed to really be clear about anchoring myself and being really aware in the present moment of how I was feeling. And not just let my body automatically move and think that everything's okay. I needed to pay attention to how I was feeling. And so then I started this headache. And I thought I slept on my neck wrong. You know how sometimes when you're on a pillow a certain way or you turn your head a certain way and you get up in the morning and your neck hurts and you can barely turn your head. Well, having worked with healing chiropractors for many years, I knew that if I could find the pressure point of where the pain is, where it's centered in, if you press on that, it will usually release the pain. So I'm pressing and I'm pressing and I'm pressing and it's releasing a little and coming back and releasing a little and coming back. And for three days, my head hurt from the base of my skull to the top of my head. And my daughter mentioned to me the next day in the kitchen, she said, what's wrong with your neck? And I said, I think I slept on it wrong. I said, all I know is it's really sore. And so what was interesting was this went on for three days. And finally, the fourth day, I called a dear friend of mine named Bree. And I told her what I was going through. And I had helped her three or four weeks before go through something very similar. But I didn't remember it being anything with her head. She hadn't said any of that to me. But what I was given information and what was clear well, she was going through an integration, and the integration was a, a joy as far as her stepping more into her higher wisdom, but it was very physically demanding of her, and she went through all kinds of things. And so I knew that just from helping her, she would be able to help me. And so when she tuned in and she said to me, well, first of all, she said, you're downloading your ascended master self. And that's why it's right in the head area. And that's why you're feeling it. So she did some work on me, which helped alleviate some of it. And she said, do you know that you're, you're downloading Anna, Mother Mary's mother? And I said, it's very interesting you would say that to me because I almost got the book about her several times in the last 15 years. Mm. I'd been drawn to, to read about her, but mm -hmm. I never did. And I think it was because I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't ready. 
to reclaim that part of me. And so then she turned around and she said, you're also downloading your I am present self. And that I knew, that I could feel. I knew that there was this part of me that was more integrated and I could feel more whole inside of my being. And so as she and I were talking, all of a sudden I heard a popping sound, just like a cork popped. And all of a sudden she said to me, your core fear just popped out. I said, I know, I heard it. <laughs> Did she hear the pop? No, she just intuited. Yeah, she got it. She, she intuited. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so what's wow. interesting is this conversation I had with her was similar in many ways to the conversation she and I had had three or four weeks before, but her symptoms were a little different. And she had only shared at that time a few things with me. Afterwards, she then shared, well, I also went through this, and I also went through this, and I also went through this. We had a chance to compare notes. But at the time, you know, we're being thoughtful women. You know, you don't want to take up hours of somebody's time. And if somebody's kind enough to assist you, you, you you don't really go into a lot of the details in the whole story. You just kind of give them a brief synopsis. And that's what I did. And that's what she did. So within a day, she called and she said, how are you feeling? And I said, well, the headache is pretty well gone. I've still got some of it. And what's interesting is that same day that I had this conversation with Bree, I had a conversation three hours later with a very, very dear friend that we only had to connect once or twice a year because she has so many family obligations at this time. And we happened to schedule our time to talk with each other on the same day three hours later. And one of the first things she said when she got on the phone with me is she said, Anna, Mother Mary's mother is here, and she's Mm -hmm. telling me you're integrating her. And that she's not fully in the body yet, but she's in her way in. And she wants you not to react to things in the next couple of days. Just let it roll off your back. It doesn't matter what it is. Just let it roll off your back. And then she said to me, Anna's telling me part of the reason you've had such deep fatigue is because the oxygen level in your blood is so low. And she said the blood level of oxygen is so low because of the high frequency of light of the omniverse that you keep running through your body with all the work you're doing. And it's it's depleting the oxygen in your blood, and that's why you're so tired. So interestingly enough, I had a blessed friend named Suzanne who just a week or two before that had gone to a seminar with Judy Satori, and Judy Satori mentioned that our oxygen needs to be increased at this time. And she was walking around using chlorophyll drops. And my friend mm-hmm. Suzanne said to me, I'm going to get you some. And she was kind enough to send them to me. And then here we are with Anna saying, your blood needs to be oxygenated. And here I'm taking the chlorophyll drops. Mm-hmm. So I'm suggesting that you consider ordering some chlorophyll drops and you start out with 18 twice a day. It's stained, so I use a straw, mix it with water. Um, and then you build up to 36 a day. And you, the guidance we were given was 
you increase by three drops every three days. So if you take 18 on Tuesday, then on Friday you start with 21 drops twice a day. So I'm now up to 30 drops, and so that's what I've been doing, and it's made a difference. I can feel the difference. But there again, I was so beautifully guided, and here are these two lovely friends helping to validate and help clarify what I was experiencing. And here's another dear friend sending me chlorophyll that I needed, that I didn't even realize I needed, and how beautifully I was taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so the, the second day after the head thing, I woke up, and it was like there was a magnet in my forehead pulling my head to the ground. I went to get up out of bed, and I slowly noticed I was spinning. My head was spinning. And all of a sudden, my head felt like I just wanted to fall over like a rag doll, forward. I had, I had to stop myself right before I was going to fall off the bed. And I sat up on the bed, and my head kept pulling to the floor. It was like there was a magnet. And I centered myself on the bed, and I started deep breathing. And I said to my higher self, I choose to be centered. I choose to be balanced. And so the next thing I knew, I was able to stand up, but I was holding on to everything. And I was still walking like they show really elderly people with a hunchback. I was so over almost a 90-degree angle, and my head was going forward like a bull. And I had to hold on to the furniture to be able to go use the restroom. And then when I was finished in the restroom and I got up to wash my hands, I had to hold on to the counter and stop and just recenter myself because the whole world was spinning. And it felt like this magnet just wanted to keep pulling my head into the ground. It was like I was weightless in my feet. And everything was in my head. Well, now I know that's because I was integrating the Ascended Master Self and the I Am Present Self in my body and that was in my head, (laughs) which is working through the higher chakras. And at the time, I went through that for almost three days where I just had a very difficult time standing, functioning. I, I had to walk really slowly and carefully and methodically and mindfully because my head after the first day lightened up so that I still felt the pull of the magnet. I still wanted to fall over, but I was able to stand up and balance myself and not fall over. And by the third day, I was just woozy. (laughs) I was hard on my feet and I had to hold my hands on the furniture and but I was woozy, but I was not with my head wanting to go into the ground. And so it then, I then experienced really deep fatigue, really deep fatigue. And then it came in and said, you are clearing all the way through all your Akashic records. And the last information we were giving, she and I did an event here in Palm Desert in California last Saturday, and we did healing work on people from, we did a talk from like 11 to 11.45, and then we had from 12 to about 7 at night, 8 o'clock at night. We did three people an hour, and we just worked on people all day, and we accepted just donations. And so it was the first time that she and I, three came from Washington, that we had a chance to meet and hug, and she brought two beautiful women with her, Teresa 
and she was absolutely wonderful. And Cheryl, and she was wonderful, and they helped tremendously because Bree and I were both going through this experience, and we were in no physical shape to be doing a lot of physical stuff. And these two ladies stepped in and took care of setting up the massage tables and did this and did that and packed this and packed that, and bless their hearts, we would not have been able to do it without their help. And so it was quite interesting how it's all manifested. So now where I'm at is I have this inner feeling of allowing. Mm-hmm. And that this inner feeling of allowing is I don't feel the need. It's like when I heard that popping sound and I knew that the core fear and core pain had popped out, it was like inside underneath that was this deep peace that I knew I'm all and everything. And so that deep peace part of just allowing life to be what it is, not trying to control it, not trying to push it, not trying to force it, not trying to manipulate it, just allowing everything and staying at peace in my heart. See, to me, that's mastery. When you stop reacting to everything out here, and you make your decision to stay at peace in your own heart, your top priority, then everything else just falls into place. So what I, where I'm at now is I can feel Anna in me. I can feel the I am presence in me as a love feeling in my heart. And I can feel the fight or flight is predominantly gone. Mm. And so when things are presented, I see them, I hear them, I'm aware that this is happening, but then it's a question of, is it really in my place to respond? And is it in my best interest to respond? Which is a very different experience. And so that's kind of where I'm at now, is you know, I'm I'm in this place of my heart where I'm home. I'm home in my heart. And I know what that feels like so beautifully that occasionally when I'm stepping out of my heart, I'm real clear I'm not in my heart. I can feel the difference. And your heart is 5,000 times more powerful than your head. And your head lies to you all day long because your ego, bless its heart, thinks that you're mortal and this is the only life you're living. It doesn't know that you are a multidimensional being and that you're immortal. And let me also talk about us being multidimensional beings because this has come up with my clients and they've been guiding me the last six, seven months to tell people. I'm getting how many multidimensional lives they're currently living consciously besides the life they're in now. And I'll give you an example. The last client I did, he is currently living seven additional lives consciously besides this life since December 21st, 2012. So he doesn't, he's not aware of it. He's not aware of it. Well, 
or he's is not he? aware that that's what it was till I told him. But when I started explaining what he's been experiencing, he went, God, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm experiencing. So here's what he, here's what you're experiencing. The, in his particular case, and it goes up to 11 lives. That's what I've been given. So here's, here's what I got. Each of those seven lives, he's not benefiting from everything from all of those seven lives. There are pieces in each of those lives that he could utilize in this life. So those parts are bleeding through, and they have been for the last five to six years since December 21st, 2012. So I teasingly tell people, you've become a much more interesting person than you were five or six years ago. And here's the thing. Have you noticed that all of a sudden you want to change your hair color or you might want to wear different makeup if you're a lady or a gentleman or you have a difference in clothes? Suddenly you want to wear different style clothes than you've worn or suddenly you want to go visit a a land or a country that you've never had an interest in before or you suddenly want to take Japanese cooking classes and you think, I've never wanted to learn Japanese cooking or suddenly you want to go line dancing. Or suddenly you're interested in gibbons and, and, and gorillas and primates. And you're thinking, I've never really had an interest in primates. I'd like dolphins. So what's happening is the bleed through is bringing us our gifts and talents, abilities, skills, and tools, tools and wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what in those lives we carry that can assist us in this life. Now that we're ready to step into our ascended mastery self, now we're ready to give the gift of our heart in a whole new way. So these parts of us that are bleeding through, these souls that I'm mentioning this to, they, every single one of them have said, yes, I am recognizing that I'm having different tastes and different interests and wanting to do this and wanting to do that. I've never had those interests before. And it's because those other parts of them are bleeding through. And I've also been able to see if they have one, two, or three lives waiting in the wings to additionally add that they're ready for. And the guides will usually say to me, this looks like in the next 12 to 18 months, depending on their level of self-love, they will step into these additional lives besides this seven or this eight or this nine. And they're handling beautifully these lives multidimensionally. That's why they have more in the wings ready to come in. Now, that's exciting because we've heard about being multidimensional, but it's kind of like, well, what does that mean? Well, that's what it means. That's the way that it's been presented to me, and that's the way some of my clients have been experiencing it, is they're noticing that they are not who they were five or six years ago. The old them has been dying. They've been outgrowing everything. And they've also been noticing that they've had some key choices that are very different from who they used to be that are now holding them interest. And they're really, it's like one said to me, you know, I've never had an interest in hiking and now suddenly I want to go hiking. I want to hike here and I want to hike there. I never had an interest in hiking. Mm-hmm. And one said to me, I've had this overwhelming desire to go to Ireland. And I've never before this had an interest in going to Ireland. And now I want to go to Ireland. And he said, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had, I've had people say, I've, I've been guided to change my hair color. I've been guided to change the clothes. I'm wearing bright colors. I didn't ever wear bright colors before. 
or I'm changing my makeup and I'm wearing totally different makeup. And the interesting thing is that these are just additional clues of who you really are that you're now ready to incorporate into you. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, so here's a quick question about that. All right, so the multidimensionality of what we are and the bleed through of these parts of us are those from past lives or other aspects of our greatness. Like you have downloaded yeah. and integrated Anna and and ascended masters are a part of us, an aspect of us. So is it physical yeah. past lives or all of the above? It's, it's the aspects of us, the aspects. other parts of us that are living other lives. And what's exciting about that? Oh, it just thrills me, no end. Here's the exciting part about this. You can say to your I am presence, I choose to have every aspect of me that has already been through something similar to the issues I'm dealing with in this life. I want the perfect aspects of me that know the solutions, have lived the solutions, and beautifully gone through them to enter my sacred heart and guide me now. Did I say that too fast? (laughs) No, we're stumped. We love that. (laughs) We can ask the next question would be, uh, it is as simple as asking. We don't necessarily need yes. to know what those are, but then no. we start to pay attention to the different tastes and the things that we like to do. Yeah. Like um, a year ago, I just got a pair of ice skates. There was a pond that was frozen over, exactly and I just it. started ice skating, and it was really fun. That's exactly it. That's what I'm talking about. And what's so exciting about this is let's say, because remember, you're all into everything. So there's a part of you that knows how to play the piano, as an example. Uh-huh. So you can say to your I am presence, I choose for the aspect or aspects of me that know how to play the piano beautifully and have a wonderful time playing the piano. I choose to have those parts come into my heart and remind me how to play the piano. Now, you don't want to ask for the part that's the most skilled because you may have had an aspect in you, as as they showed me in one person, who was living a life in um, what we call Beethoven era, and his father wanted him to represent the family in a musical way because he had been a musician and he was badgering his son that he had to play the piano and he had to play the piano well because it had and reflected on the family. So his mother would hit his knuckles with a ruler every time he played a missed note and he hated playing the piano. You don't want that aspect to come in. Even though it's skilled now to play the piano, you don't want that part of you that learned it through pain. No, you don't need that. You want the part of you that grasps it through joy and finds joy playing the piano to come into you. So you need to be discerning enough to recognize that you always want to have the part of you that enjoys it, that really comes from a place of it feeling wonderful in your heart. You want to come from that place or the part that's the wisest and has the most wisdom about that particular part of you. Isn't that exciting? I just think it's so thrilling. 
that we can do this. It's very exciting. Yes. Yes. Now we get to do it. Judy, that that was an amazing overview. I love your sharing on your personal experience with the deep downloading and integration that you went through. I find it fascinating. I've checked in with many of the people that are on this path in the first part of this year, and they have said something similar. We have heard reports of downloads, and I guess we can call it embodiment, but I love the way you describe it as mastery. It's a supreme awareness of where we put our energy, no matter what, and this is that mastery level. You know, the world outside of us, certainly gives us great cause to detract our attention away from fanning the the flames of love, stepping into our sacred heart. But really, when we take responsibility in the ways that you've uh, showed us in this uh, missive, in this communique this evening, we really can be in this mastery. That is the role that we are all here to play. And as you said, deep in our hearts, we know this. Yes, we do. And you also need to know that you're exactly where you need to be. Everything that you're dealing with in your life right now is a gift. And if we can just look at everything we're going through as what's the gift, in it in this for me because I'm creating it and it's benefiting me and when I can truly see the gift then I can step into whatever is next and I can embrace this and I can really allow acknowledgement and gain the wisdom from it that's really you want the pearls of wisdom from every experience because that's what you're going to share with somebody else at some point. That's why you're having the experience. And so if we can just step off the wheel, I call it my I happy butt stage, where I hear people all day long, well, I really like my life, but my finances suck. Or I'm really enjoying every aspect of my life, but I'm lonely and I need a soulmate. Or I really, there's not one part of my life I would change at this point but I hate the way I'm aging. I don't like the crazy skin. I don't like the brown spots. I don't like, I look in the mirror and I don't even see my face anymore. I don't even know who that is that's looking back at me. It's an old woman and I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. This is what I call the unhappy butt stage. And the unhappy butt stage is the cusp where you're finally at the point that you're now ready to start being aware and recognize that you are putting your energy out here instead of surrendering and trusting in the integrity of your soul and you don't need to know and you don't need to understand. Needing to know and needing to understand both come from fear. So when you stop the need to know and you stop the need to understand and you just surrender and trust in the integrity of your own soul, and you trust what you're getting through your heart, not your head. And in all the 68 years that I've been working with the Ascended Masters and Archangels and Angels, I have never once received an unkind, unloving, harsh, judgmental message, not once. 
And it's because I've worked exclusively through the Sacred Heart, which was open when I had my open heart surgery. And I work with the I Am Presence my whole life. And because of that, that is the that is the part of you that's the wisest and the cleanest and the clearest. And so when you work from that space, I don't experience a lot of things that other people do. And when you feel the truth in your heart, in fifth dimension, that's how you live. That's how you get your information. You are your own guru. You're your own guide or angel. And you begin to hear and feel what your heart energy does. When you ask a question, you're not attached to the answer. Because when you're attached to the answer, Terry Cole Whitaker taught many years ago, and she said to me, you're as sick as your attachment. So notice what you're attached to. That's where you're stuck. So when you start stepping more and more into your mastery, you start unattaching from everything. And you come to a place that you don't have any beliefs. It's like, I don't really care anymore. I don't have beliefs. I just live today in this moment as much as I can. And I don't have this storehouse of beliefs and and opinions and judgments from before. In the moment when it's presented to me, I deal with it in the moment. But I'm not living my life based on these doctrines or belief systems of before. I'm not doing that. I'm in the present moment, living it today, feeling how I'm feeling today, being present in conversations, being present when I'm doing something as much as I can. And in that moment, because I'm in my heart, I get the truth. And when something is a yes for me, my heart lights up like fireworks. When something is a no, not now, it feels like I have um, little pins going in my heart. I feel like I get really tiny and small, and I'm like sitting underneath a cardboard box in a corner, and I'm completely covered up in the box. I just come into this tiny, tiny little space. I shrink. So I've come to that awareness that in fifth dimension, that's how you get your own information, is you feel the truth in your own heart. And we all have that little meter inside, that little BS meter. And it tells you very clearly, is this truth for me? And you can feel it in your heart. Now, what we've been taught to do is ignore that and then be logical and figure it out from A to Z. But that's not the way it works anymore. And it's the same with all rituals, are non-existent. Even prayers, when you go to say a prayer, it should come in that moment from your heart like you've never said it before. We need to stop the automatron. So like I had a lady who's one of my clients, and she has a certain rosary she likes to say. And I said to her, stop with the rosary. I said, if you choose the words, and I said, give me the words that you're repeating. And she gave them to me. And I, I gave her three or four sentences that she might want to consider shifting a little bit because the words were really not kind to her. And she finally looked at it and she said, wow, I never even thought of it from that direction. 
But once we cleared and came up with a little bit different verbiage that would honor her, I said to her, now, if you choose to say this every day, that's fine. But don't say it like you just you know how to say it. Say it like you've never said it before from the heart sincerely. Because you are a god or goddess. Your divinity, your source, and your decreeing with every expression you make. You're decreeing. That's a powerful word. Mm-hmm. You're not just saying something. You're decreeing it into creation. And that's what Mother Mary said to me in 2007 when she said, and it was so powerful the way she said it. She said, Judy, she said, do you like the word work? I said, no, I don't care for it. And so she, I started to explain to her, I know we choose our work. And she said, that's not what I asked you. Does the word work feel good to you? I said, no, it never has. And so she said, well, what does it feel like? I said, it feels like have to, must, expected. You don't have a choice. Somebody else is deciding. So she said, well, how does joyfully creating feel? I said, wow, I'm standing on the end of a cliff and I'm opening my wings and I have complete freedom to fly anywhere and do anything I want to do. I said, it feels wonderful. She said, okay, open your arms and in the morning say to your higher self, I choose to joyfully create today and have more fun than I've ever had. Or you can get up and go to work. It's your choice. And she said, start choosing very carefully the words that you express and notice if they feel good in your heart. And if they don't feel good in your heart, replace them. Get rid of them. Stop saying them. And then she and Jesus talked to me about, she said, you guys are way, way, way too serious. She said, you're not playing. You're not balanced. You need to play more. And they've been suggesting that we pay 20 to $25, go to the dollar store and buy toys, and start playing with toys every day because it puts us in the child heart <laughs> of sense of wonder. And we giggle and we laugh and we have fun playing jacks and finger painting and coloring and flying a kite and doing a hula hoop and and doing pickup sticks and, you know, all, a yo-yo and a kazoo and all these things we can have fun with, a slinky. And they put smiles on our heart. And when we are in our heart feeling good, which is what Abraham teaches from Esther Hicks, right? Nothing's more important than feeling good in your heart and being in the vortex. And the vortex is, you being a golden spiral of light, because that's in the more expanded frequencies what you really are. You're a golden spiral of light with no beginning and no end. You're immortal. You've always existed. You always will. It's only in third and fourth that we're in a human body as men and women. So as we start playing, we open our passion meter. We open our joy meter. We open our playful fun meter. And what Mother Mary said is when you start putting more time into being playful and having fun, then your work life becomes more playful and you have more fun. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, it's very uplifting. It really takes a lot of pressure off and a lot of stress off. And I love it. We are light creators, joyfully creating. Wow. Yes. So beautiful. Well, Judy, after this huge integration that you've gone through, 
I wonder if you have a message for what you you've given us a beautiful message, but is there is there a beingness that would like to step forward with I know we're going to yes, do an Saint Francis. Oh, St. Francis. Beautiful. Yeah, St. Francis is standing here. So mm-hmm. here we go. Ahoy, mateys. <laughs> it's me, St. Francis, bringing you this sea of love that we are all embracing. And as she's been speaking, I've been smiling because she was very clear before she did the call, making sure that as much information that was for this particular group was provided. So I am here to tell you that the animals have been embracing and celebrating you and assisting you as much as they possibly can. They've been showing you the way to set aside your differences and embrace what's similar. They've been showing you to stop going and looking at the way things appear and notice that beautiful heart that each being has. The animals show you how to be playful and how to be joyful in each moment. And they show you how to live in the integrity of your own soul. And so these precious beings who are in animal form come from a consciousness of divinity that you're just now stepping into. They're already there. And they came with the understanding that they would help show the way, just as the new children are doing. And so notice with your animals how they are 100% there, how they love you no matter what it is you're going through. And they encourage you and they give you from their endless well of love time after time after time They remind you that you're lovable and that you're worth it and that you're beautiful. So celebrate the animals in your life or the animals in your neighborhood or the animals when you watch programs or the animals in facilities that are limiting their life's happiness and joy so that you can have an opportunity to experience them out of their environment. They, like all of us, would prefer complete freedom to be and choose and have as they so choose. But our consciousness has not in some ways allowed this. And as we release the need to control because we're afraid and we allow what is to be, then there's a freedom that's bestowed not only on you but on every form of life. So take the shackles off. Stop with the limits. Open your minds and open your hearts. And look for the loving way. Look for the path of least resistance. Look for the path that allows you to really feel in your heart what honors you. And the animals will be there to support and assist you. Even if you see 10 or 12 little puppies on the ground, literally giving kisses to somebody, 
And you may not have those 12 puppies, but you will laugh and enjoy the exuberance of those 12 puppies kissing that person. And you could imagine them kissing you. And is that not a tremendous gift they give? When you see a peacock open its feathers, it is saying to you, be proud of who you are. Show every part of you and celebrate it. It's beautiful. When you see what you call wild animals, and you see the care they have for their family members, and you see the love they give to their little ones and to their mates, it's inspiring because they're giving it because it's a natural part of them. They don't know that they're being filmed or they don't care if you're taking a photograph. They don't really care. They're just there living from their heart. So my message today is, Give yourself the freedom to live in the way that celebrates and honors you and know that the animal world is there to show you the way on every way. And celebrate them and thank them for their contribution. Could you imagine a world without animals? I am St. Francis. And I love each and every one of you. And I am open at any time that I am so called to assist you in any way that really honors you and honors me. Now he's stepping back. That was a very timely and powerful message. And I hope that answers a couple of questions that came in about the animals, and I'd say the answer okay. is yes. Thank you. Yes. So what I'd like to do with this time we have left is do the activation of um, the golden seed of creation. Are there any questions that we want to answer first? There are beautiful questions. We do not have time in this call for those. I do want to make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, we are going to be doing a couple of things with you this year, Judy. An online healing retreat in March, March 18th. That's a beautiful event. The link is listed on this webpage for those to connect in with that. Those retreats are so magical, and they often go over two hours. You're so open and beautiful in sharing your time with everyone. Uh, and we are going to do something with you in July, locally here yes. in Colorado, as well as a video webcast. So those are two special online events to look for. But I do want to say, if you have feel the call in your heart, you feel that resonance, and you've got these questions for Judy about your core wound or what's holding you back, I can honest, honestly say that Judy Callie in the sessions I've had with her totally gets to the core and roots out that core wound. Even just a couple Saturdays ago, Judy, you nailed it with me, and I am just so grateful and honored to know you and have you around in my life to be able to assist in such a beautiful way. 
Truly, you assist all in seeing from this higher dimension, from a higher perspective, from the sacred heart. And I want to share that your heart was opened in the open heart surgery that you had when you were just three years old or so. And what an incredible journey your whole life now to step forward, even in a more advanced way and offer this. So what I'd like to do before we get to our activation is share one quick, I'd love to, to show people how you can truly nail and pinpoint in your personal sessions. So we have time for one caller this evening. And right now we're okay. going to Eileen in New York City. Hi, Eileen. You're unmuted. Hi. Hi, Judy. It's, it's Hi, so nice. Eileen. <laughs> it's so nice to hear you. And, and to hear, it's lovely um, to talk with you, too. Yeah, to hear your process. And, um, and you can imagine... After your reading with me, what what I've been experiencing, um, it's been amazing with Mother Mary and with oh, with, heart. with Beethoven. It's been amazing. It really has. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I I just wanted to say thank you, really. Okay. Aww. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Eileen. That's wonderful. I appreciate you. I give you a big hug. Yeah, thanks, Eileen. I know uh, Judy's personal sessions, they will have you on your knees, and there will be tears as we come back to this remembrance. It's so beautiful, and you've seen firsthand time and time again, Judy, that people, they get it. As soon as you speak it, they get it. And so I find it amazing that you pick up on it. All right, let's try this again. Let's go to Velma. Hi, Velma. Hi. Do you have a question, have a question for Judy? Yes. Um, Hi, Velma. Well, hello. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I uh, okay. I developed breast cancer last year. I went through my treatments, and I experienced all kinds of things from the deep fatigue, which I am experiencing now. I'm cured, and uh, but it's been going on since January. And I find that when I'm extremely busy, I get more fatigued, and then i emotional, I don't have a mind, I can't think, and is that part of it, or is it something else? Yes, it is, and Belma, thank you for bringing this up. Um, first of all, you're being guided to slow down, and that's because in third dimension, We've been brainwashed. My guides cleared it with me several months ago, and they said, you've been brainwashed and programmed as a humanity on achievement, accomplishment, and what's next, on being more and doing more and having more. And my guides said they're existing, they're not living. In fifth dimension, you are not here to do anything. You are here to put as much love into everything that you do and shine the light of your heart. That's what we're here to do. So regarding your breast cancer, have you been experiencing, Velma, may I ask you personally, on the left side of your body, the right side of your body, or has it been both? It, well, 14 years ago, it was on the right, and 
Um, this time it was on the left. Okay. Okay. Well, what that says to you is the right side of the body is the masculine side, and that's our side of sending. And the left side of our body is the feminine side, and that's our side of receiving. We're a perfect circle of light. And cancer in general is a disease of anger. It's repressed anger. And when you have uh, an illness on the right side of your body, it usually indicates that you have been feeling the need to push and force and insist yourself and to, to make things happen rather than to allow. When it happens on the left side of the body, it's usually because we don't ask to receive. We give and give and give and give and give. And you have an incredibly beautiful heart, Velma. Do you recognize that? Thank you. And you're, and you're tremendously compassionate with people. From the time you were wee little, you've just been compassionately feeling for others. Do you recognize that? Yes, I do. Yes. And the left side is saying to you, this is now the time for you to come into living a gentler path with yourself, to feeling the strength of you go all the way into your roots, into the ground. And the way my guide show me the divine feminine is a beautiful willowy tree. And they show me that the roots go all the way down into the earth. And underneath the earth, all the roots hold hands and are supported as a family of trees. And the trunk of the tree is where the stability is. And then the leaves and the branches move in the wind and allow to go with the flow of life. So what you're being guided to do now is to soften and gentle and open to receive. So you're not just giving us out of balance. Do you get that? Yes, I do. And to be gentler and more patient and compassionate and loving with yourself. You've been giving it to everybody else, and now it's time to give it to you. So I suggest that you take your hands and put them on your chest and tell your chest, I got the message. I understand. And I thank you for bringing it to my attention. You can now go into the light. I got it. Thank you. Because, see, it did give you its message, did it not? Yes. So just keep acknowledge that. And as much as you can, just literally open your arms up. And when somebody invites you to dinner, accept it. When somebody hands you a gift, accept it. If it's not for you, you can gift it to another. If somebody offers to take you out to lunch or somebody offers to do something for you, don't say, oh, I can do it myself (laughs) or that's a lot of trouble. No, 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 no. Don't discount. Now accept, open, accept everything. That will give you more balance, sweetie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome, Delma. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome, Delma. Thank you. We know when we hear those tears, it just rings truth, and it's a beautiful thing to witness. Thank you for that, Judy. I just want to mention, if you would like a personal session with Judy, she also has a bonus prayer with that. 
and that's available on the special offer button. It's a deeper activation of what we're about to experience next as we close out our session. We are going to activate the golden seed of creation. I was um, honored to have this with Judy earlier this year, and it is such a blessing. So we invite you to settle in your sacred space, return to this recording. It's going to be about 90 minutes into the episode, and you can hear it again, because as we know, it will require an integration. So Judy, share a little bit on this, and then please lead us right into it. I will. Um, the prayer that Loren was kind enough to work with me this morning and we recorded is the next step where you actually agree to allow your higher self to come into your body, your ascended master self to come into your body um, because it's already there, but it's now you're giving it permission to expand more fully into you and releasing your deepest core pain and your deepest core fear. And keep in mind that the word golden means divine consciousness. And we've been in human consciousness. And as we step into our mastery, we step into divine consciousness. The new children already carry the golden frequency. The new earth already carries the golden frequency. So that's why all the terms I'm using carry the golden frequency. So that you step into the seventh golden crystalline age of wisdom and peace. So the prayer we did this morning... um, is to take you from once the golden seed of creation has you stepped into that part of you and you now are it again. Then you're ready to open to allowing the ascended master part of you and the I am presence and to release the deepest core pain and fear. And what's beautiful about this is you're going to know and it's going to be presented to yourself and I included that in the prayer so that it only happens in the way that honors you through love, ease, grace, and joy in the most benevolent way or something even better. And everything is aligned with your I am presence and your sacred heart. That's the only way I work. So you only get from everything that I'm doing or speaking or sharing what really honors you. That way you can relax and just enjoy it. So the prayer we did this morning was about 30 minutes of discussing a few things for a few minutes, and then we went right into the prayer. And it really does give you the opportunity to consciously choose to step into your mastery. And I celebrate that with you. So this is the first step to activate the golden seed of creation in you. And there again, Each person will experience it differently, so don't expect anything specific. Just allow and know that as it's being presented to you, you're receiving it in the way that honors you. And please be aware that if you're driving, please step over, take the time, go through this, and make sure that you're present and grounded before you start driving again. Okay, here we go. I just want each of you to put everything on a shelf mark later that's on your mind, that's in your heart. And I'm going to ask your angels to go through that shelf and just remove anything that's old energy 
in any way, shape, or form, including all residues. So any person, place, thing, experience that's already served you, any pain, suffering, fear that's already served you, we ask our angels to just go ahead and remove it so that when we get finished, you will be taking back only what truly would honor you now. So in this moment, I just want you to come into your heart space And just take a moment and know that through breath, mindfully and slowly, your breath always knows how to take you home. From being in your head and being afraid to coming into your heart and coming home. So as you're breathing, just allow yourself to be the breath. And as you allow yourself to be the breath, You are the breath of creation. And feel the light of who you are. And as you feel the light of who you are, feel your own illumination. Feel your own magnificence. Feel the vibratory frequency of love that you're emitting. And know that you're standing in the middle of divine love as you. And in this moment, feel it all around you and feel how good it feels to be in your own light. And now we want to invite your beautiful golden I am presence to come and merge with your beautiful golden sacred heart. And as your I am presence merges more fully with you, Feel your heart light get three times brighter as the pure light and the pure love of who you are divinely is now filling every single crevice, every part of you. And you are fully and beautifully light. And in this moment, feel your golden energy And feel yourself as a golden goddess or a golden god. Because we carry both energies. Every soul does. And now feel yourself standing on a golden lotus. In the core of you. In zero point. And in this beautiful zero point place. You are in your sacred heart and you are home. And you are connected to the heart of creation and the heart of creator. You are the heart of creation. You are the heart of creator. And you are the golden seed of creation. And in this moment, see yourself and feel yourself And feel that every part of you is thriving. And every part of you is alive with the golden energy of divinity. And feel how wonderful it feels to have your feet standing on this lotus as the divine golden god and the divine golden goddess. And as those two merge, you can feel you're coming into your oneness. And as your two twin flames 
come back into the one flame of life. You can feel your oneness. And now in this moment, you are now standing as yourself in your purest form as the golden seed of creation. And take a moment and breathe. And know that from this moment forward, you are home. You are your true self. And you are the light of all that is. And in this moment, you are one heart, one mind, and one soul of divine oneness. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We are going to just feel that and hang out in that. We are continuing to merge. Judy, Callie, that was beautiful. What an incredible experience. We so thank you for this beautiful time. Thank you for being here. With that, we will soak this up and continue to integrate. And so now, here is a shamanic dance. Beat the drum as we dance our way to the cosmic heart. Namaste.
Thank you too for listening and sharing in this space today. We leave you now with music from the universe, literally sacred geometry of music, as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.